Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. I just got a, uh, <laughs> I just got a, uh, a picture from my, uh, my niece, and she took her kids to uh, see Santa Claus. At Bass Pro. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, what a great place to go see Santa Claus at Bass Pro. Are you kidding me? And you go by the waterfall and all that. And uh, and they've got, a, uh, they've got a Christmas wonderland at Bass Pro. I think, I think Bass Pro might be the place I would go this year if I were taking kids. But my kids, unfortunately, grew up. I told them not to. And what'd they do? They did it anyway. So anyway, we've got a lot of uh, things to get to. I want to get to the uh, uh, Supreme Court hearing a January the 6th dispute that could undo hundreds of cases and also impact Donald Trump and uh, some of the many lawsuits that he faces next year. Uh, We've also got, I think, what could be considered a little bit of good news on that front. And I was hoping at the beginning of all of this that these cases would collapse. Uh, They're going full tilt with them. Uh, There is no rhyme or reason to them. Many of them, the discovery involves tens of millions of documents, and yet these these, uh, leftist DAs and AGs and judges all are, I believe they are all collaborating with the White House, just like the White House collaborated with the FBI to raid Mar-a-Lago. There was nothing they were looking for in particular. They were just looking for something. They didn't have, you know, remember Joe Scarborough? Oh, yeah, nuclear secrets. Jo- Donald Trump has nuclear secrets. There are no nuclear secrets. And, and they put it in perspective for you. While the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago, they laid out folders with documents next to memorabilia, trophies, things like that that belonged to the Trump family for pictures and immediately released them to the media. They sat on the gold bars and the, and the reams of cash that uh, Bob Menendez senator had for a year, did nothing, did nothing. This is your FBI. This is one of the agencies that has to be blown up and reinvented. Uh, the people in charge need to face indictment. Uh, they need to face trial and imprisonment. And that includes people like uh, uh, Jim Comey. We haven't heard much of him lately, have we? Uh, the Merrick Garland, among other things. Christopher Ray, among other things. Because the FBI uh, has screwed the pooch, as far as I'm concerned. There's nothing good right now uh, about a good share of the FBI. I know you always talk about the field agents and all. Sure, okay. Sure, but a lot of those field agents 
went ahead and raided Mar-a-Lago, have gone after uh, you know parents who protested CRT, have gone after a, a, a man who literally his son was being attacked by a pro-abortion protester. His sho- son was being shoved, and the man shoved back this guy, and the FBI showed up on the pe- the, the the man's porch with guns drawn. All right. So uh, there are a lot of people who are following the commands of those in charge. And and by the way, those in charge have done their level best to go after people who are conservative, people who are America first and all of that. It's typical of, uh, you know, what you'd see in a, uh, a Maoist revolution. But uh, fortunately, hopefully. We have uh, we have stopped that before it could before it could happen. Uh, the uh, the mayor of Boston is uh, Michelle Wu. She's a bat guano crazy leftist. She's a typical Karen. Uh, she could easily move in and take over as the president of Harvard. And she secretly uh, invited no whites to a Christmas party. An aide accidentally sent a group an email invite meant only for elect- electeds of color. And apparently, after being discovered, Michelle Wu's cool with it. She's perfectly fine with it. She doesn't understand. She's just like, she's just sorry that everybody get the invite. She thinks that the people who uh, didn't get invited are just, you know, would be disappointed just for not being invited. Not for the fact that Michelle uh, Wu is a rabid DEI racist. Yeah. Michelle Wu's invitation for the December 13th Electeds of Color holiday party appeared to have been sent out to all counselors in error by her aide, Denise Dos Santos. Dos Santos followed up the email 15 minutes later apologizing for the invite, clarifying that it was only meant <laughs> for the city's, uh, the, the city's six councilors of color. The seven white council members were not welcome. I think they call them the seven dwarves. No, actually, I just made that. I wanted to apologize for my previous email regarding a holiday party for tomorrow. It's not a Christmas party because, you know, Christmas, it's gone. It's not, you can't uh, promote Christmas. I mean, my God in heaven, what the hell are you thinking? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, I did send that to everyone by accident. I apologize if my email may have offended or come across as so. Sorry for the confusion I have caused. Here's the story out of uh, Boston Television this morning. Members of the Boston City Council received an email invitation to what's called a gathering of electeds of color. Not all members of the council fit that description. I think we I wonder if they have drinking fountains and bathrooms of color there. We've we've had individual conversations. I think Democrats did that in the South. With everyone so people understand that it was truly just a an honest mistake that went out in, in typing the email field and the mistake was inviting only people of color and excluding white people. Um, I look forward to celebrating with everyone at the holiday party. Just at another party. That we will have besides this one as well. So um, it is my intention that we can, again, um, be a city that lives our values and create space for all kinds of communities to come together. Oh, dear God. The mayor apologizing for any confusion that the original email created. They're not apologizing for the fact that they excluded people based on race. They're not, they're not apologizing for it. I mean, honestly, wow, just wow. This woman should be removed from office. Wu was elected mayor of Boston. Don't you regret that, Boston? In November of 2021, become the city's first female and first Asian-American mayor. Uh, Michael McCormick, an attorney and former five-term Boston city councilor, said the problem is that Boston and race, unfortunately, are synonymous. I'm just hoping it was a mistake. It's not something that anyone in the mayor's office should be proud of. But apparently, uh, they are quite proud of it and quite unapologetic about it. This is new from Jim Gossett. It's the opposite of White Christmas. 
She's dreaming of a no white Christmas. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu. Just because she's Asian <laughs> and you're Caucasian, she doesn't want to. Invite you. I didn't want to go anyway. The food probably would have sucked. It's all vegan or something. Michelle is trying to divide Boston to put white people in their place. She has made this all about race. Democrats always do, yeah. Yes, Michelle Wu is an absolute disgrace. Merry holiday. Let's go to Sarah in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hello there, Sarah. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Well, Rob, you mentioned the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Those weren't just field agents. Those were a team brought in from D.C., Ah, and your your uh, Ms. Wu there, she might want to yes. remember that Harvard excluded Asians too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, you know when they yeah. come for you, who will stand for you, right? Exactly, one hundred percent, Sarah. Uh, great points, and thank you. And I'll just go ahead and say Merry Christmas to you, or Happy Hanukkah, whichever you uh, whichever you celebrate. Okay. They both work for me. Back at you. Come on. All right, talk to you. Um, this is kind of interesting. Um, apparently, James O'Keefe has really stirred things up. Uh, IBM is going on the defensive after an all-staff call uh, leaked. And what it was is the, the president of the company uh, had, a, uh, had a, a group call with some other uh, IBM associates and um, apparently uh, really pointed out this guy, the IBM chief, is Arvind Krishna. And uh, basically uh, said that, uh, well, I'll let, the, I'll let the audio speak for itself, but basically they had a DEI program for DEI hires, and, uh, and you would get rewarded if you excluded white people. All right. And, and, and if you if you promoted, uh, you know, these uh, different uh, groups of people, you know, who are afflicted groups or whatever or underrepresented groups. Uh, this is uh, James O'Keefe introducing IBM. And uh, I would uh, recommend we make IBM um, Bud Light. So we, so we take underrepresented and gender. You've got to move both forward by a percentage that leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. I'm not trying to finesse this. So for blacks, we should try to get to a 13 point something percent. On yeah, the blacks, you got to get to a 13 point. Well, doesn't this feel real personal? Like they really are concerned about uh, the quality of the people they're hiring? Hispanics, you got to get into the mid-teens. Hispanics, so yeah. say it. Asians in the U.S. are not an underrepresented. Did you hear that, Harvard? Asians are not underrepresented. Minority in a tech company. <laughs> James O'Keefe here outside of IBM's corporate headquarters Ooh. in Armonk, New York. An IBM insider has provided us with an internal video showing the CEO of IBM, Arvind Krishna, using coercion to fire people and take away their bonuses unless they discriminate in the hiring process. This is what it's become. I have a friend of mine who will remain unnameless. He called me the other day. He's a white guy. He's been working for this company. 
He's number three in the country as far as sales are concerned. And they've been putting him through this DEI bullcrap. And he says, I, I feel terribly, terribly uncomfortable because every day I'm told that I am privileged. Every day I am told that I should not be promoted. Every day I am told all of the faults that I have. And he says, I want to write a letter to the uh, president of the company. And I don't want to send an email. I'd rather send a letter. I don't want it to be traced and, and shared. He's, he's scared. You, you think this is cool? Is this some sort of payback? You remember, I remember, uh, 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 what was it, uh, Rosie O'Donnell, or no, 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 Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg would say, well, you can't uh, be racist against black, or black people can't be racist. Oh, hell yeah, they can. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, colorblind. Well, you know you didn't, things are worse than ever. No, 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 I, I blew up, grew up colorblind. And, and this, all of this nonsense came around in the last uh, 30 years or so. And, and this is the latest. This is the worst of the worst. And, and I, you know, my, my friend wanted me to rewrite the letter, help him with the verbiage, you know, just more, more grammatically than anything. So I'm a, I'm a damn good writer. I said, I'm not going to change the context, but I'll offer you some suggestions. But he was really worried about it, and you should be too. And if you have to go through this bull crap, honestly, it's bull crap. It's about time everybody stood up and said, screw this, nonsense. I'm here based on my performance. I was hired because of my resume and my ability. And by God in heaven, I should stay in this company based on those things. Here's some more of the O'Keefe video from IBM. Let me show you this is happening. We're never going to cross the DEI off our list of priorities. This is an ongoing thing. That was Paul Kernier, CEO of Red Hat, which is a software company owned by IBM, saying that they terminated executives that didn't discriminate yet another violation of Title VII. Wow. So we take underrepresented and gender. you got to move both forward by a percentage. That Not Indian people. They all work at the IBM call center. Leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. That's racist. No, it's not. Call the call center. Falls head to the same standards. Paul and I have been working together to say... Okay, how do we apply those deeper into the organization? Wow, this is really uh, just plain evil, man. I'm going to tell you, IBM, this should, they should become the new Harvard. Uh, by the way, Stephen Miller, a uh, former uh, Trump advisor and a freaking fantastic guy, filed a federal lawsuit complaint against IBM, noting that there was a reason to believe the New York-based tech company knowingly and intentionally violated federal law by discriminating based on race and sex. A little more audio from James O'Keefe. You don't hit your racial quotas. Arvind Krishna is using racial considerations in making the work environments diverse and doing so coercively diverse, diverse. by placing burdens on employees to do so, like the removal of bonus or termination. That's also a violation. If you don't discriminate against whitey, you don't get your bonus. Title VII. I'm very clear about this. I expect at the executive level, so that is not just my direct, but all executives in the company have to move forward by 1% on both underrepresented wow. minorities. Well, let me say it. <laughs> Asians in the U.S. are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. However, others are. Um, yeah, yeah. Ditto on gender diversity. In 2023, Clark Griswold would not only have not gotten his bonus, he would have been canned for being white. There you go. Think about that. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. I am in the Christmas spirit. For show. I'll have a blue. Michael Bublé. Christmas. Some of the best Christmas songs ever. His, uh, his voice is like velvet butter. I'll 
Uh, have you ordered your uh, your uh, emergency medical kit from uh, the wellness company? I've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. I've got mine here in the uh, studio. Here, I'm going to unzip it. No, it's not what you think. Uh, and I got it right here in the studio. And, and uh, you know, we've had a lot of things happen, uh, supply chain, uh, COVID, uh, the CDC, the HHS, all of that, um, uh, lying about what you could get, what you couldn't get. I had to go to Florida to get my ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine when I got COVID. And I got it when I went to the most vaccinated place in the world, New York City. Uh, even though I'd been selling cars and shaking hands for uh, you know, about eight or ten months with uh, without getting COVID. <laughs> it is kind of funny, but, you know, uh, supply chains can break. Right now, I've heard there's an amoxicillin shortage. You never know when your uh, your pharmacy down the street is going to go out of business because it might be being robbed blind, depending on where you live. So Dr. Peter McAuliffe came up with this emergency medical kit, and I tell you, if you have jumper cables in your car, you should have an emergency medical kit. You and your family just should. If you've got, you've got, you know, if you're married, if you've got kids, no matter what, you need an emergency medical kit because I told you things are going to get really weird next year. They, they've been really weird for a while, so this is really necessary. So what you need to do if you want to get this emergency medical kit containing things like z uh, among other things, amoxicillin, just go to uh, the wellness company. It's uh, TWC.health and uh, slash Carson, all right? When you do that, you'll save 10% on it. So TWC.health uh, TWC slash Carson, and you do that, and they'll uh, ask you some questions, allergies, other meds that you're on, uh, current medical conditions, and they will design a package for you, and you can have it. You can have it like you have that, that generator in case you lose your accessory or your, your electricity. You can have it you know, like you have the extra bottled water in your, in your basement in case you run out of water. Uh, the wellness companies put this together. You can trust them. Dr. Peter McCullough is someone you can trust, and this is a company that I trust. There are some other ones who are starting up right now. This is the one I trust because of Dr. Peter McCullough and some of the other great people involved. The wellness company, TWC.health slash Carson, TWC.health slash Carson. The greatest name in the history of radio, Rush Limbaugh, talent on loan from God, who I wrote for for a good uh, share of my life, said this about Donald Trump and what they try to do with him in the 2024 election. I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I, I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again, because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Weird. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. Yes. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths. Going. Now, this is in the infancy of uh, Trump's evolution from uh, candidate to movement. Then he became a folk hero. When they arrested him and he went to Georgia and they put him in that jail, that terrible jail, he went and got his uh, Fonnie Willis, made him go to that terrible jail in uh, Fulton County. And, and that's when people said, okay, enough is enough. But this doesn't stop our media from doing this. Listen, this is a little montage of the nonsense they're trying to do. And realize when they say this about Trump, they're saying it about you. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? 
Well, he cannot be the next president, um, it, it, because if he is... You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada, we can't go to Canada, because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah, that means he can shoot the First Lady. We're going to see violence, <laughs> the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Wow. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer, and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial... Yeah, well, that's all the things that Joe Biden is doing to the country right now, with the exception of maybe shooting people to come to the White House. Because usually those are big donors and, you know, CCP members and people with their hands out. Or giving him money. Uh, Coming up, the Supreme Court's going to hear a January 6th case that could undo hundreds of cases and impact Donald Trump. And good news on all those cases next year against Trump that are election interference. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Edwin Starr, 25 Miles. Love this song. That's my walk-on music, by the way. You know, it's funny. I, I usually, when I go to the gym, I listen to a lot of metal. I listen to a lot of five-finger death punch. I listen to, uh, you know, all... And then, and then I throw some stuff in there, like Tears for Fears. I, I listen to a lot of music. And, and that song, that song by Edwin Starr, 25 Miles, there's something about it. It's just, it's just it builds, it builds, it builds. It's like from 1967. And I thought I, you know, I, I have a lot of experience in music radio. I worked in music radio for 20 years. And I did hot AC and I did what's called gold-based AC. And uh, right out of college, I was at a gold-based AC. So I learned a lot about Motown and all of that great music from the 60s and 70s. And uh, so I have, a, I have a good working knowledge of it. That song by Edwin Starr, I wasn't all that familiar with until uh, I just started listening to uh, about a year ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so good. So good. I'm trying to think. I, oh, I got my new uh, Spotify. They give you a, uh, every year they, they show you your, your number one songs that you listen to. You know, they give you a list of your top songs of 2023. Uh, it, let me, there, uh, there's an artist that I discovered. And if you like um, blues, and I like blues, blues rock, R.L. Burnside. This guy died in 2005. And he's got a song called Someday Baby, and he's got a bunch of other songs, R.L. Burnside. And I didn't even know this guy was around until this year, and I love it. But I, you know, I, I got Hugo and Gary Clark Jr. and uh, Glorious Sons, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Foo Fighters. Got started listening to some country, Coulter Wall this year. Uh, California Love, that's a, old school. A lot of Rage Against the Machine. Edwin Starr, that's number, number eight on my list. Right above Aaron Jones and the Zac Brown Band. <laughs> I, just, I love music. I, I love music. Music is so important. It's just so important to me. I never realized it when I was in music radio, because when you're in music radio, you've got to play it every day. I used to tell my wife, you know, listening to the radio when I got off the air, listening to music when I got off the air would be like uh, eating Taco Bell after working at Taco Bell. Now that I'm not in music radio, I have a much greater appreciation for it. Especially, and by the way, I do uh, pity the people who have to have their format changed to Christmas in October, because that's what they do in markets. They There's like one, it's called a soft AC station. It's that you know, station your mom listens to, you know, and it's got uh, you know whatever on it. And, and they, they become Christmas, and they clean up in the ratings. 
And then there's the other outliers, like the, the stations that are hot AC, which are kind of a, a, a more pepped up modern version of, you know, soft AC. And they, they, I worked at a couple stations that tried to keep up with the big Christmas station, and they would literally on November 1st change to Christmas, and they, the, the playlist is tight. It's like 40 songs, because nobody wants to hear the new song by whatever. You know what I mean? I love pentatonics, you know, their they're acapella Christmas stuff, but it just, it doesn't, they don't play much of it. They play the old standards. They play the Burl Ives, they play the Bing Crosby and David, uh, David Bowie, and they play all that stuff, and the Nat King Cole. And so by the time you get to, I don't know, November 6th, you want to kill yourself. <laughs> it's, it's like working in Coles. They started playing Coles in Coles. They started playing Christmas music in October. I know, I was there. I'm like, you're, you're kidding me. Uh, but here, here's why they're doing it earlier. You want to know why they're doing it earlier? It's because the economy sucks so badly, they can't get to Christmas and the fourth quarter fast enough. Businesses can't get to the fourth quarter fast enough because this year has sucked so badly. So they're expecting us, Christians, us happy little Christians, to come in their stores and spend a lot of money. And uh, and I'm just going to tell you, if I'm going to come to your store and say, you know, buy a bunch of stuff, say Merry Christmas to me. All right, don't say Happy Holidays. Say Merry Christmas to me. All right, I'm done with that. Supreme Court will hear a January the 6th dispute that could undo hundreds of cases and impact Trump. The Supreme Court will hear a monumental case on a federal obstruction law that could potentially undo hundreds of January the 6th cases directly impact uh, Jack Smith's case against Donald Trump. The case concerns a provision of 18 Code 1512, uh, an obstruction law which states whoever corruptly otherwise obstructs, influences, or impedes any official proceeding or attempts to do so shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. Now, the uh, FBI decided to abuse the crap out of this with January the 6th. And uh, Tom Casso, a senior legal fellow at the Claremont Institute, said the, uh, the application of the provisions in this way is largely unprecedented. The amazing thing is if you look at the way the government is portraying the statute, you kind of wonder why it hasn't been applied before. Why did they suddenly start using it? You know, the uh, Code Pink folks and whoever else stands up and shouts during testimony, why have they never been prosecuted under the statute? They are obviously trying to impede a, an official proceeding. Uh, you know, we saw a Jamal Bowman uh, pull a fire alarm to uh, interrupt a, a, a vote on the continuing CR. He got censured for it. Why didn't he get him for this? Why isn't he sitting in a jail for a thousand days without a trial? It's kind of strange that statute is only now being discovered, according to uh, Tom Casso. He said it's been on the books for quite some time. It was part of the uh, Dodd-Frank legislation. It's never been applied in this particular manner before. The obstruction law has been used by the DOJ against more than 300 J6 defendants so far, notably holds punishments up to 20 years behind bars. And also uh, one of the charges President Trump is facing at the trial currently scheduled for March, which apparently has been put on hold the, the trial has been put on hold. Here's a report from MSNBC. We have some genuine breaking news here. Judge Tanya Chutkan of the D.C. court has granted Donald Trump's request for a stay of all proceedings in his D.C. criminal case, writing that Trump's appeal on presidential immunity grounds has forced her hand. All pending deadlines and court dates in that case will be stayed huh. but not vacated. This is about the appeal to the Supreme Court 
that Donald Trump has presidential immunity. Donald Trump didn't appeal to the su Supreme Court, but Jack Smith did. The Supreme Court said yes, it will consider considering it. It has asked Donald Trump's team to come up a response with a response to Jack Smith by next Wednesday, I believe, December 20th. And now Judge Chuckin is saying until the Supreme Court rules on this, she's going to put everything on hold. She's not vacating it. It's not getting thrown out. But she's going to put everything on hold. Now, I'm not a, a legal scholar by any means. I just uh, have a master's degree in common sense, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe a maybe a BS. <laughs> a BS. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, but he, Leo Terrell, he, he's a he's a legal scholar. He's a pretty smart guy. I love this guy actually. Here's what he had to say about the about this case. The Washington D.C. federal judge, Judge Tanya Chuckin. She has now suspended all proceedings before her court, which means that the March 2024 case is not going to be heard against Donald Trump. And Jack Smith, I know you're sick right now because she has now suspended all proceedings before her in the March 2024 case against Donald Trump. Why? Because the Supreme Court has now obtained jurisdiction. And so she's not receiving any evidence, any more proceedings huh. before her court right now. Huh. You see, the Democrats do not want Donald Trump to run for president. They no, he's really a criminal. And they found all sorts of criminality, the 91 indictments facing 750 years in jail. They want a trial <laughs> and try to convict him. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And Fannie Willis in Atlanta, Georgia, Fannie. think hard about your case against President Trump. That case is technically on hold as well. Uh-oh. Because the Supreme Court has now taken the issue up. You guys are going to lose. Trump is going to become the president. And I guarantee you, all these frivolous cases against President Trump will be handled in the most appropriate legal manner possible. All right. Right now, we will see. You're a mean one, Mr. Smith. The tool. The law you circumvent. You defy the Constitution cause you have a Marxist bent, Mr. Smith. You're gonna be in a whole lot of trouble when Trump's president. You're a mean one. Mr. Smith. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. You've got to get a grip. Last time you went to SCOTUS, you lost nine to zip. You're a Mr. Scrotus. Smith. <laughs> when they send you to prison, Jack, be sure to have a nice trip. You're a mean one. Mr. Smith. You want a speedy trial. You're persecuting Trump because you're vicious and you're vile, Mr. Smith. Your so-called evidence is a big steaming pile. Pile of what? So uh, the Supreme Court's going to hear this January 6th case with major implications. 152 people have been convicted of obstructing an official proceeding, according to the Associated Press. Uh, in all, the charges have uh, been brought against more than 300 people accused of trying to prevent Congress from certifying Joe Biden's 2020 election victory. The indictment alleges Trump perpetrated a conspiracy to corruptly obstruct and impede the January the 6th congressional proceeding. 
Smith has fought uh, over the past week to keep this, the schedule on track amid Trump's appeal of Judge Tanya Chutkong, who is a uh, who is a Klingon, actually. Chutkong. Uh, refusal to dismiss the case based on presidential immunity. Trump motioned to freeze all proceedings of the district court with Smith opposed, blah, blah, blah. Trump's lawyers wrote... Yesterday, that Smith's filings in opposition to pausing proceedings reveal his only aim is to prevent Trump from winning the 2024 election by rushing an unconstitutional and fundamentally unfair trial. That's what I hope the Supreme Court understands, because there's discovery associated with these cases to the tune of tens of millions of pages of documents. And these judges, the, by the way, when you request a speedy trial, it's not the judge who requests a speedy trial. The, the government does not request a speedy trial. Generally, uh, the government never wants a speedy trial. It is the defendant who uh, wants a speedy trial or uh, doesn't want a speedy trial. So clearly, they're trying to rush all four of these massive cases. One of them, at least, well, they say will take a year in the next year. And I'm hoping that the Supreme Court will uh, expose this. This is Eric Trump talking about the uh, Trump family. Uh, you know, uh, Hunter Biden got a subpoena. Oh, my God, Hunter Biden got one subpoena. And, of course, he summarily rejected it. But here is Eric T Trump talking about all of the subpoenas that he has had to go through that resulted in nothing. Well, Don was called in five times. He testified <laughs> for 40 hours for something, let's remember, Hillary Clinton made up, paid for, that was not based in anything. It was a total sham. The entire dossier was a sham. And Don went in 40 hours, five times testified in front of Congress, in front of the Senate. Right? It, it was a disaster. Yep. I'm probably the most subpoenaed person in this country. Right? At, at the ripe age of 39 years old, I've been probably subpoenaed more times than any other person in this country by these absolute animals. Yet, I've never had a speeding ticket. I've never broken the law. I've got a good family. No drugs, no hookers, no illicit drugs. I don't leave laptops at computer repair shops, if yeah. I ever did, Poor you'd find nothing other than pictures of cute little kids on there. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm the most subpoenaed person in this country. It's absolutely infuriating. If that was me who went to Capitol Hill and did a press conference on literally the, the front stairs about 20 feet away from the committee I was supposed to appear in, <laughs> yes. I would be in shackles before I left Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. You know, but do you think the FBI is going to raid Hunter Biden's house? Do you think you know, they're no. going to do what they did to Roger Stone, where they're going to have 30 guys show up in the middle of the night no. with, with M4s and effectively break down the doors and take him out under gunpoint? No, of course not. Or do you think they'll do what they did to my father in Mar-a-Lago, where they, they raid Mar-a-Lago for documents, again, with 30 armed agents? Of course they won't, because it's, it's a dual system of justice. In this of course country. it is. Trials for uh, uh, Trump charges, uh, uh, trials for charges Trump faces in other cases also appear increasingly unlikely to conclude before the election. All right, so District Judge Aileen Cannon, who's overseeing Trump's federal trial for alleged mishandling of classified documents in Florida, has signaled a willingness to put off the May 24th trial date. Here's a little bit more from uh, Eric Trump about the abuse by the government. They want to throw my father in jail for the rest of his life. They want to lock up the key, and everybody can see through the nonsense. They weaponize the system. I, I love when he goes up there and he does this little cry fest about how MAGA Republicans are, are attacking him. And there's a lot to attack there. I mean, everybody's still wondering what product was he selling. Everybody knows what we do, right? We do real estate. And, 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 he doesn't even have a website. Every single person who stayed <laughs> yeah, at our property yeah. from a foreign country when my father was in office, right? I was linked to any kind of foreign government. We donated all that money back to the U.S. Treasury. We, we didn't get any credit for it. We weren't nah, even looking for credit nah. for it. This guy's going around the world making millions of dollars. What the hell product is it? Yeah. We sell hotel rooms, right? We run golf courses. You know them very well. Mm -hmm. yeah. What product is this kid selling? 
Yeah, I don't know, but he's snorting a lot of product. I know that. Uh, the judge overseeing Trump's Manhattan trial for uh, allegedly falsifying business records uh, sent a letter to Trump's lawyers in September stating he would consider moving the date currently set for March. Fulton County uh, District Attorney Fannie Willis uh, brought a sprawling indictment under Georgia's uh, racketeer influenced and corrupt uh, RICO, RICO Act against Trump and 18 co-defendants. She wanted to have all of them on trial at the same time. That's how freaking banana republic these fools are. And I'm hoping that all of these fall apart. And let's keep our fingers crossed. We'll take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. The world does not revolve around you. Don't be, Don't a, be jerk. a jerk. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Uh, I would encourage you uh, to watch the uh, SpongeBob live-action Christmas. I know it sounds goofy and silly and all that, but it actually is really good. It's really good. I got two Gen Zers, right? And uh, and we just love it. It, it really is funny. It's not. It's not. Uh, there's a lot of humor in there that adults would find funny. Uh, it, 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 and do you realize that SpongeBob was originally a cartoon for Adult Swim on Cartoon Network, meaning after 11 p.m. Did you know that? I I, uh, I personally love the show. I know it may, I shouldn't. You know, I'm an adult and everything, but it, it really is amazing. Vivek Ramaswamy is spreading a lot of dis and misinformation. He was on a town hall with CNN talking about uh, CNN talking about January the sixth, and he said some things that uh, you weren't able to say online a couple years ago. If you had told me. It's close to three years ago that January 6, 2021 happened. If you told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media but was focused on my world of development. It's interesting. Medicines. If you had told me that January 6 was in any way an inside job, the subject of government. And Listen to the audience react. It's interesting. Entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years. What? About the origin of COVID-19. No. About the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. Oh, you can go you. straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. Mm -hmm. Now, he actually said this during a town hall. Uh, and I, I don't know what he's doing. He's swinging for the fences. Uh, he's, uh, he's covering this. None of the other candidates are covering it. So something is spurring him to say all these things that were previously declared dis and misinformation. All right? Here is another uh, a piece of what he said. And, and he was being harangued and he was being uh, attempted to filibuster. I added that, it, it, you know, this shortened it up. Because the host was like, no, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, there's no evidence, you know, all of that stuff. And here's what he had to say. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand oh, what I'm oh, asking. I, I understand this deeply. And I told you, I was where three years the, ago. I'm where is now. the evidence? Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released, 200 hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd? You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet for Capitol Mr. Police allowing Mr. people in, again, right through the front the vast door. majority I mean, of that footage. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer were acquitted at the end of trial because it was 
entrapment. That is government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to $5,000, encouraged them to buy munitions, huh. plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards. Now, this is something that uh, has not been heard by CNN viewers. We will see what happens. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Recently, 10 regional banks had their credit downgraded. The problem, they'll just keep racking up profits, get some sweetheart, bail out if things get worse, or quietly be sold to a mega bank. No wonder my friends at Swiss America have been sounding the alarm about this secret war on cash and an all-out assault on our freedoms. With soaring interest rates squeezing the economy and banks teetering on collapse, let Swiss America educate you on ways to protect your hard-earned assets now. Get their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. Your copy is free by calling or texting 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash, including digital forms of currency, and it's spreading. So read The Secret War on Cash free to my listeners. Just mention Rob Carson when you call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. All right, last hour of the show, Chicago 2024 could make Chicago 1968 look like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. The end of tipflation. And one Democrat state is about to make using gas-powered lawnmowers a jailable offense. Good luck with that. Stick around. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. I expect uh, you, uh, you expect me to be here when the show starts. <laughs> I had to step out of the studio for a second because I got a dog that needed to go out. <clears throat> this is the uh, the life of a rock star talk show host. It is what it is. I uh, get up during the show and I have to let dogs out and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, this is the uh, last hour of the show today, and we have uh, many things we want to get to, including uh, what's going on in uh, America's inner cities. Uh, people are not particularly happy with the uh, direction of the country. I want to get to that. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, people of color, uh, black people are pissed off. And I don't blame them. And, and I've been talking about this forever. Um, I've been talking about the crisis of the African-American community in the inner cities for my entire broadcast career. And, and I noticed it. And, and, and you know what I noticed was when you go to a, a large metropolitan area, whether it be Cincinnati, lived in Cincinnati, Minneapolis, lived in Washington, D.C., um, grew up near Omaha, Nebraska, uh, did a lot of time in St. Louis, Baltimore, and um, whenever you go to these uh, cities, um, you'll, A, find Democrats in charge. They've been in charge forever. B, you'll have terrible, terrible schools, terrible schools, uh, hopeless situations for um, children. You will also find some societal issues like 70, 80% of homes being uh, 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 with children being raised without a father. And for many years, we poo-pooed that. We called it racist to say that, blah, blah, blah. But now we're understanding the importance of a father. 
now it's become a lot more important to me because I'm a father. And uh, it is incredibly important for a father to be in the home. I'm not saying there aren't non-traditional homes. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I would, uh, when it comes to adopting children, I don't have a problem with a gay couple want to adopt a child because they're going to be loving parents, all right? And uh, I, I don't believe it would, true, it, would, it would change the sexuality of the child. Um, that's the way it is, you know, and uh, that's, just, that's just what I, I believe, so. Um, because I'm an adopted uh, kid and, uh, and I was adopted into a home that, you know, there were times not such a good thing, not such a good thing. My father left me when I was seven years old and, uh, never came back, never came back. He just, uh, the night that he left us, uh, I remember that night. That's one of the only things I remember about him. It was so traumatic. I guess I, I just kind of blocked out everything. I only, I only remember one image of him. It's like a picture that I have. I don't remember him at all. I, I kind of remember what he looked like, but I don't remember any any reaction. I don't remember conversations, anything. And he was seven when I left. <laughs> so he, he leaves, he slams the door, the glass flies. My mother is left there. She has to go work as a hairdresser. Uh, you know, she had to work all these extra jobs and ultimately remarried, blah, blah, blah. So I know what it's like. And, and one of the things that when you don't have a father at home or, or a mother at home, the child will go through this ungodly and lifelong questioning of why didn't dad or mom love me enough to want to be with me? Why would they do that? It, it is confounding. It's, it's confounding and it's heartbreaking. It's not, and you may look at these, uh, you know, a lot of uh, kids in inner cities and go, you know, we're, you know, listen, and when you start breaking the law and stuff, that's, that's on you. But it is, it is tragic. It's always tragic when a father is irresponsible or leaves a child, just leaves them there. It, it, it propelled, I believe, my brother to die at a very early age. He died at 38 years old in his sleep. And I remember he went to visit my ex-father, the first adopted father that left us. And you know what happened? He got no satisfaction. He was hoping that he would go and talk to him, and he'd say, you know, I'm really sorry. I should have never left you. And you know what, he, you know what it was? You know what he got? I got a new family. I've moved on. And it destroyed his life. Destroyed his life. Another thing that happens in, in the inner cities is a 60% plus abortion rate. And you'll also discover that in major cities like, I don't know, Cincinnati or even Columbia, Missouri, where I lived, uh, if there is a street there that is labeled is named after Martin Luther King Jr. or Malcolm X or another uh, civil rights um, hero, chances are there will be a, a Planned Parenthood on that street. And also, that street, you wouldn't want to be out at night on. And it's a terrible, terrible, it's a terrible, terrible insult to the legacy of those great heroes, of those great heroes. And, um, and it's always been very near and dear to me. I've always been very involved in... Uh, 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 fostering and adopting children, and um, you know, and 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 a lot of that has even come under attack. You know, when when a, a white couple wants to adopt a black child, for some reason, all of a sudden that became bad. I'm like, really? Shut up! <laughs> you know, just you shut up. But um, and things are made even worse because. As I told you, the Democrat Party, it always promises things. It always promises things are going to get better. And right now in cities like Baltimore, they couldn't get worse. <laughs> they couldn't get worse. Did you know in Baltimore, they have these kids uh, who, who are downtown, and they, they call themselves squeegers. 
And there are these kids who, uh, you know, skip school. They need to make some money. And so they go downtown and they wait for you to stop at a stoplight. And they run out and they immediately begin, you know, squeegeeing your, your windshield. This has happened in places like New York. It's happened over the years. And this is, you know what this is? This is, this is, uh, this is like uh, third world crap. This is third world crap, man. And, uh, and a lot of times these kids end up getting violent if you tell them no. And, they, you know, and the, the, there was a guy who was killed in Baltimore. And it really is just thoroughly sickening. And you can blame it all on, um, on, uh, on Democrat politics. And Democrats, they always use black people. They always expect black people to go to vote for them. They do generally 85 plus, percent, 90 plus percent of the time. And, and then if you try to leave the Republican Party, you, you know if you're a person of color and you go home for Thanksgiving and you suddenly say that, hey, I voted for Trump, you're going to get ostracized. By and large, you're going to get ostracized. And if that doesn't happen at home, then it's going to happen with your friends. And if that doesn't happen with your friends, then you're going to hear it in the media. You're an Uncle Tom. You're an Uncle Tom. And, and finally, <laughs> black people are going, I don't think we can go any lower than living in Chicago or in New York City and having tens of thousands of illegals move in because of an open southern border, move ahead of you in places like New York. They're trying to register illegals to vote, which means that your vote's going to be negative. And, and this can happen, by the way. Remember the last time? You couldn't say that the election, there's something wrong with the election. It was, it was, uh, it was um, you know, disinformation. So, and then, then in New York, we saw Thanksgiving, there were people literally, people who were homeless or suffering or poor, and they would go to the, the line to get free food for Thanksgiving, and there would always be 200 people in line who were illegals, and, and they didn't even get that. And, and people move here, and they put them up, put them up in five-star uh, hotels or four-star hotels. In New York, the Roosevelt Hotel is a complete uh, illegal immigrant encampment that's going to hell in a handbasket. And, and it just leaves people on the street. If you go to Manhattan, you go to an ATM vestibule, there'll be homeless people sleeping there. You would never get your money out of there. And, and Chicago, I think, has just had about enough of it. Chicago has had enough of it. And, and listen to this. So uh, Illinois governor has shut down a $65 million migrant camp in Chicago after the EPA complained that it's filled with cancer-causing agents. This is, this is your uh, government, guys. Last week, uh, J.B. Pritzker, who is a parade balloon on the side, announced that he is shutting down Chicago's planned $65 million camp to house illegal immigrants near Brighton Park after the EPA report showed that there were toxic chemicals on the property. <laughs> In New York, they put up a tent city for homeless. And these NGOs that are, uh, uh, you know, uh, NGOs, anyway, they're getting all this money and, and they, uh, you know, they build these tents that are leaking water and they charge 20, honestly, $20,000 a month per illegal. It's a massive scam it's a joke and uh, ben burkham he is a uh, he is a reporter uh, he is an independent journalist uh, he does a much better job than abc cbs nbc because he doesn't tow a party line and he did a report he went and he and he, and he interviewed some people including uh, chris uh, there was a i can't remember his name but a, a conservative uh, black uh, Republican on the south side of Chicago. And I'm going to play a little bit of this. This is uh, Ben Burkham in Chicago. I, I think better than anybody, the black people in Chicago understand exactly what's been going on uh, with 20,000 plus illegal uh, aliens, foreign nationals uh, in our city 
devouring resources really that that we are not able to have access to back they live the in community colleges that we can't get the back of the line for it to go to <laughs> they have open air you know uh black markets and things like that and we have to pay an 11 percent sales tax just to get a loaf of bread so wow. to give you a perspective of how bad this is this is one location with 2700 illegals being housed in it and over 50 locations across the city and they're they're places like the police station where they they still can't fit them why would they be doing this and what's your message <laughs> well when you look at what's called the office of new americans the only the only reason that i can see that they be, uh, would be doing this is to replace us oh what 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 well that's racist to say it's the replacement theory that, that that's racist right isn't it here's a local chapter of the NAACP president She's taking a lot of heat because uh, she called some of the illegals coming across the border murderers and savages. Uh, this is a little bit from her, first of all, talking about what's happening to people of color in Chicago. So they're up to about 80,000 immigrants on the west side of Chicago and the south side where they're dumping them off in parks, um, abandoned schools, and finding every apartment that they can find to put them in. People are even renting out abandoned buildings. Oh, nice. And allowing them to live up in there. That's inhumane because they don't have the sewage, the plumbing, the draining. Uh -uh. But to get them off the streets, they're just housing them everywhere. And you have homeless folks who they didn't offer to put anywhere or provide a meal to. But once you agree to take that funding, that federal funding, ah. they're bringing them to you. So Springfield, Peoria, oh, yeah. Bloomington, mm -hmm. Kankakee, the rest of us just get ready if you declared yourself to be a safe haven or a safe place for immigrants to come because now the smart thing to do would be to tell joe biden to shut the southern border but he is trying to destroy the country that's what this is about it's very clear it is a, an assault on our sovereignty it should get him removed from office but hopefully he'll be removed for office for other things but uh this is where she got in hot water because she 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 called the illegals coming into our country, many of them committing crimes, many of them from Venezuela, because Venezuela emptied its prisons, and we've seen crime all over the country go through the ceiling. But here she is, uh, and I don't even care. I don't even care that she, she uses a, a, an offensive term. I really don't. But, but this is, uh, you know, this is what it happens. And this, this woman is a person of color. She's the head of the NAACP in Illinois. And this is, the, this is what she said about these people coming across the border. And everybody's got their panties in a bunch because she called illegal immigrants into our country who are taking services from other people uh, an untoward name. But black people have been on the streets forever and ever, and nobody cares because they say that we're drug addicts. We got mental health issues. But these immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. They've what? been breaking into homes. What? They're like savages as well. They don't what? speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy because we were the only people in America who were brought over here against our wills and were slaves, sold into slavery. But everybody, everybody else who comes over here, we, we're so kind. We're so friendly. You need some clothes. You need a place to stay. We're going to make it happen. So, brother, I feel your pain. I'm right there with you. Yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, her name is uh, uh, Teresa Haley or Teresa Haley, the Illinois State Conference of NAACP. I do believe that Donald Trump years ago said that many of the people, some of the people coming across the uh, southern border were murderers and rapists. And he was right. And he was called a racist. 
But uh, I got to tell you, uh, if I were a person of color in a city like Chicago or a city like New York, uh, if you still vote Democrat, I don't know what you're smoking. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe that's why they're making weed illegal or legal everywhere. So you so you'll uh, you'll drink the Democrat pablum pablum. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, was the Rob Carson show. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better. Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Family-owned and operated Prince's Tire and Auto Repair has been serving the greater Baltimore area since 1985. Located at 130 Mountain Road in Pasadena, they're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. until 5 p.m. They service all makes of automobiles, providing tires, brakes, and A.C. repair to transmission service and more. They provide the highest quality work and utilize ASE certified and master technicians. Also, if your business has a fleet of vehicles, they're certified to accept all fleet maintenance payment accounts. You'll also find specials with valuable cost savings coupons at Prince's Tire and Auto Repair's website. For additional information, visit them at princesautorepair.com. That's princesautorepair.com. There you can make an appointment, check out their products and services, and the many positive reviews from satisfied customers. So call today, 410-541-1040. That's 410-541-1040. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Sean Casey with Vinny Steele, your home sold guaranteed realty. So, Vinny, if I'm a home buyer but need to sell my house first, this could be really difficult because of how the market is right now. That's right, Sean. We call it the real estate catch-22. How do you buy and sell at the same time and don't wind up homeless in the process? It seems like it would be easy to find a buyer for your home right now, but then you have to go out and find another home and feel pressured to pick one before your home is scheduled to close. It's a real dilemma that buyers with a home to sell face every day. Our guaranteed sale program solves this issue. We provide an upfront guaranteed offer on your home at a price agreeable to you. My offer acts like an insurance policy, giving you leverage to negotiate without any home sale contingencies on your dream home. Plus, if we receive an offer higher than our guaranteed offer from one of our buyers in waiting, you get the higher offer, not us. Well, it seems like you have the solutions for those buyers with a home to sell who may be on the fence. Folks, this is a no-brainer. If you're thinking of making a move, call the only agent I would trust, Vinny Steele at 410-709-7515. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Do you want a retirement advisor that you know you can trust? Would you like an advisor who will look at your whole picture, your Social Security, your retirement savings, IRAs, 401ks, and your pension? with a retirement income plan for life? Well, that's why you need to talk with my guy, Rod Barrowi and Safe Retirement Solutions. They now have offices in Annapolis and Towson. Call Rod and make him your guy. 410-266-1120. 410-266-1120. Tell him your friend Sean Hannity sent you. 
Did you know that more than 90% of poisonings happen at home? Huh? Look closely and you will find poison risks hidden in plain sight inside every house. Mm. But there are actions you can take to poison-proof your home, like keeping household cleaners locked up high and away from children, properly labeling and securing medicines and supplements, and installing carbon monoxide detectors near bedrooms and furnaces. Visit poisonhelp.hrsa.gov to learn more or call your local poison center at 1-800-222-1222, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. is gonna get nuts he's just getting a head start it's the rob carson show here's something for you guys who live in chicago here they are ladies and gentlemen at the top 10 most dangerous mall stores in chicago here we are number 10 bloodbath and beyond (laughs) number nine see the lord and taylor oh yes Number eight, Crimson Julius. Nice, nice. Number seven, 86 Lumber. (laughs) Number six, I can't believe I'm bleeding. Yeah, that's a good one. Number five, DOA Schwartz. (laughs) Number four, H&R Glock. This is Jim Gossett. Number three, the sharper switchblade image. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Number two, Neiman Marksman. <laughs> and here it is, the is most it? dangerous mall store in Chicago, the Build-A-Barricade Workshop. There you go. <laughs> that is Jim Gossett. Good night and drive safe. Very good. Let's do a Christmas song just for Brandon Johnson, the awful mayor of Chicago. Worse than Lori Lightfoot, by the way. You didn't think it could be, but he is. Chicago's way too violent. The mayor's silent, it's true. Doobie-doo, doobie-doo, doobie-doo. Come on, it's lovely weather for a hearse ride together with you. Come on, let's go! Chicago hopes Brandon Johnson would move to Wisconsin real soon. Chicago is unlawful, and he is an awful buffoon. Brandon, let it happen, cause he's been napping on crime. The murder rate keeps rising, cause he won't get off the dime. You know the Windy City isn't pretty no more. Let's hope that they stop shooting when they're through looting the store. Was never my desire to dodge gunfire. It's true. It's true. It's true. Although it's lovely weather for us, ride together with you. Jim Gossett, double shot of uh, Jim Gossett. If you want to uh, support Jim Gossett, uh, you can do so. He's got a thing. It's called Patreon. I don't know if you, uh, you're familiar with it. It's where um, publishers can come up with, you know, publishers and publishers can be songwriters. They can be singers. They can be writers. Like a Substack is for writers like Matt Taibbi. And I've got a Substack. I'm going to be putting stuff on. But uh, Patreon uh, helps people out, particularly conservative um at least I use it uh, to remind my conservative brothers and sisters who have always been under attack by the media. Uh, we know that the government has literally gone after advertisers on conservative media. It was paid for, bought and paid for by our federal government with CISA and the Stanford Virality Project and others. And so Jim's got this Patreon page 
where you can pledge uh, five bucks a month or ten bucks a month or whatever you want to do, and you can hear his work there. Okay, so just go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com, Patreon dot com, uh, Jim Gossett Comedy. If you would help him out, that would be uh, great. You know, and he's going to put up all the Christmas stuff this year. I mean, you can hear it on the podcast. Don't get me wrong, but if you want to help out, Jim, it'd be great. Lego store in San Francisco is officially uh, closed. Yeah, right before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Westfield Shopping Center making uh, uh, mortgage payments on San Francisco Center Mall in June, losing Nordstrom. They lost a lot of other ones, and now the Lego store is the place that's going. I remember taking my son to the Lego store. If if your kid's going through the Lego phase, uh, cha-ching. That's all I got to say is just cha-ching. The the biggest thing he did was the Lego Star Destroyer, 2,500 pieces, and he started at 6 a.m. on Christmas and finished at noon the next day, getting about four hours of sleep. It was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. So uh, we're always reviewing our uh, store portfolio to ensure that we can provide the best Lego experience. And clearly, it's not available in Chicago <laughs> or, or in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in San Francisco. So the Lego store, among other uh, stores in uh, San Francisco, are in the crapper. Detroit has cut its murder rate in half, by the way. A 60-year low. Do you know why? Ignoring liberal crime policies. Detroit. You never hear about Detroit. Detroit created a fast unit which worked to apprehend fugitives, uh, managed to nab a 1,000 individuals who had outstanding federal warrants. Felony gun cases have been backlogged in the courts, and they've managed to decrease the backlog. And they're doing things right in Detroit, of all places, a place that was known for, you know, arson night, devil's night on, uh, on Halloween. Apparently, they're turning around. Maybe that's why the media is not covering them. Let's take a break and come back. The last half hour of the Rob Carson Show is right ahead. Don't go anywhere. Hey guys, it's Carson, and I'm proud to say Omaha Steaks is a sponsor of my show. I've been getting and sharing Omaha Steaks for years, and now you can too. Just go to omahasteaks.com. You're going to get 50% off site-wide, and when you use promo code CARSON at checkout, you get an additional $30 off. Juicy fillets, incredible burgers, gourmet hot dogs. Go to omahasteaks.com for 50% off site-wide, and use my name, Carson, as the promo code for an additional $30 off. Minimum order may be required. This was Coulter Wall. I'm normally not a big country guy, but uh, this is really good. <laughs> Out of here, it's called, uh, what is it? It's, uh, Riding on the Blacktop. Anyway, really good song. Really good song. I uh, got a few things I want to get to before the end of the show. I- I'm just going to throw this in a non sequitur, but I think it's kind of funny. I-, I watch a lot of viral video, you know, just because... It's like, you remember America's Funniest Home Videos? Uh, years and years and years ago, every week you'd go on and you'd see Bob Saget talking about the funniest videos. People send in videos, right? Well, then the interweb, the interweb uh, turned things around, you know, and, and now people put goofy stuff and they become rock stars and, you know, whatever. Uh, and they get popular. And, and I had to laugh because this is, I think, I'm not sure who this is from. This is, uh, it's, it's a TikTok video. I don't have a TikTok account because, you know, communism. And uh, this is uh, uh, a TikTok a woman, and clearly a, uh, a woman, I'm saying probably Gen X kind of grandma, because she's got a tattoo on her left arm. <laughs> and, and she took, she was getting ready, you know, wrapping presents and whatnot. And, and literally, when you hear her play this, this is a, a woman playing uh, a song that you will recognize using just 
the wrapping paper rolls, all right, and using them as a percussion instrument. I don't know how she did this, but it is real. And I want you to hear what uh, what this Gen X grandma uh, does with wrapping paper rolls. Listen. Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne with paper rolls. It is unbelievable. It is fantastic. Oh, my God. It is, I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know. <sighs> That's hilarious. That is, just, listen, I want to hear that a little bit more. This is just so good. I, I, who does? How? 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 I think it's fantastic. That is just fantastic. I posted that on social media. Uh, check it out, Rob Carson Show on social media. Oh, here's another one. This is pretty funny. This is, I think this is probably another Gen Xer. I don't, I don't talk much about my generation. We never did, you see, because we just kind of went to school, graduated, had children, didn't make a big deal out of everything. We're the last analog generation, right? We're the last generation to not wear bike helmets. Uh, the last generation to have gotten sunburned. The last generation to have skinned knees. You know what skinned knees are? It's when you uh, wipe out on your bike on concrete or gravel and you skin your knee. You take the, the top layer or a couple layers of skin off your knee. And, I mean, there wasn't a day of my life that I didn't have, you know, scabs on my knees. Like, kind of like uh, White House interns when <laughs> Bill Clinton was the president. Anyway, but no. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, Gen, Gen X, man. We were Gen X. We're the last analog generation. We were the guys who had the, uh, we didn't have a cell phone when we were growing up. Mom would yell out the, the uh, you know, at night when we were, you know, playing outside. She'd get out, come on, come on, home dinner, you know, and, and that's the way it was. And we, were, and we rode uh, bikes, and they weren't electric, and we, uh, and we listened to, uh, and we watched uh, three channels. You know, I can go on and on. It's weird getting older, you know, and, and then you becoming that guy. You know, you becoming the guy you kind of made fun of, <laughs> your dad, and you become your dad. It, it's funny. But this guy, he, he has decided to uh, uh, make a statement about uh, transgenderism. Transge- Maybe I should do the trans... Yeah, I'll do this first. I'll play the, uh, the uh, Gender Confusion update uh, theme song, and then I'll play the audio. Gender Confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender Confusion. My elementary school students about gender identity. Yeah, we were also the last generation to have uh, girls who were uh, kind of masculine. We call them tomboys, and then there were uh, you know feminine boys, and, and we didn't say, oh, oh, you're feminine, you better cut your penis off and, and identify as a girl and go through puberty blockers. You know. Anyway, uh, this is the, uh, a video that I saw online where a, a Gen Zer, or I should say Gen Xer, talks about his son uh, identifying as something that he's not. A part of our six-year-old son. He just came out as a pirate. He's known since he was... Came out as a pirate? Two months old. But the children's hospital have been great. They agreed to pop out an eye, saw off the old hand for the hook, and uh, also one bit of his leg for the peg leg. So yeah. it's been really good. His pronouns are P and uh, Ira, and you will respect him. There you go. So uh, they just decided to go ahead and trans, uh, you know, tra- do the, uh, the transition. 
Uh, you got to pop one of those eyes out so you can have an eye patch, and then you got to cut one of the legs off because you need the peg leg, and then you got to cut off one of the hands, which is the uh, the hook, which makes just about as much sense as uh, transgendering your child when they're uh, you know when they're either before puberty or uh, or during puberty. Makes about as much sense. About as much sense as that. Actually, it makes no sense whatsoever. Kind of like uh, Joy Reid and MSNBC. There's a nice seg- segue for you. I haven't, I haven't covered uh, Israel. Israel is ignoring uh, Joe Biden's uh, criticism and vows to continue the Hamas attacks without world support. I say here, here. But he's not without world support. He's there without some world government support. But the American people are behind him because they know what Hamas did. And they're never going to forget it. They're never going to forget what they did on October the 7th, 9-11 the 9-11 of, of, uh, of Israel, the second Holocaust. I said, literally, the left wiped the first Holocaust off the map, and then another one happened, and they skipped right over that, too. I'm not forgetting. Israel ignored Joe Biden's criticism of its bombardment of Gaza, vowing its war against Hamas will continue no matter what, and rejecting one of the American president's key requests regarding the Palestinian Authority. So uh, his uh, uh, double down came down came after uh, Biden issued a stunning rebuke. Benjamin Netanyahu warning Israel is losing support across the globe and uh, and its conservative government needs to change. That's what the Biden administration said. And uh, Benjamin Netanyahu said, "You know what? Kiss my butt," and he should because it's Israel's and it's real shame that we aren't. Um, they should already have the sixteen billion that we promised. You, you may recall one of the first things that the Biden administration did after October the 7th when the left, uh, when uh, the radical left, anti-Semitic, uh, radical Islam crowd uh, used the faux bombing of a hospital to ignite a pre-planned movement global, globally. It was. It was already locked and loaded, just like the summer of 2020 was locked and loaded. And uh, and uh, Joe Biden, the first thing that he did, you know what he did on that day? He said, "I got to send 100 million dollars to uh, to the uh, to the uh, Palestinian Authority." That's what he said. We need 100 million dollars for the Palestinian Authority for humanitarian aid. You know how much money gets through to aid without going through Hamas? None of it. None of it at all. Not one damned bit of it. And yet Bernie Sanders, the, uh, the I mean, I don't even know. There's, a, there's an expression that some use for those who put, uh, they put the, the, their, their party before everything else, including their faith. And it's generally like, like Nancy Pelosi is a self-loathing Catholic. And Joe Biden is a self-loathing Catholic. Uh, they, don't, they don't regard the tenets of the church at all, by the way. And then there's Bernie Sanders. He is a self-loathing Jew, even though he knows what radical Islam wants to do to Israel and wants to do to the Jewish people and would gladly, if Bernie Sanders, if Bernie Sanders decided to go over into Gaza, they'd murder him. But Bernie Sanders is so out of his nut as a communist He's calling on Joe Biden to cut U.S. aid to Israel by $10 billion. Unbelievable. He's accusing uh, him of being complicit in carnage. Um, I hate to tell you this. The United States never gave the people of Nagasaki and Hiroshima a heads up. 
They just knew that they had to bomb those cities to prevent a million people lost in a ground invasion of Japan. And so the decision was made. There was no, hey, just wanted you to know, you got to clear out because we're going to bomb you. That's what Israel's doing. They're saying they're dropping leaflets. They're giving things. You've got to be out because Hamas is embedded in your neighborhoods under the hospital that Andrea Mitchell said there was nobody under. Under the hospital they supposedly said was bombed. Turns out it was a rat-infested, tunnel-filled headquarters for Hamas. But Andrea Mitchell, she was, you know, she immediately ripped and read for Hamas. And this is what Bernie said. Israel's military campaign will be remembered, remembered among some of the darkest chapters of our modern history. I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's actually really great that Israel finally has permission to wipe Hamas off the map. In a letter that came on a day when Biden himself issued public criticism of Israel for his, its campaign inside Gaza. And it's being done with bombs and equipment produced and provided by the United States. And heavily subsidized by American taxpayers. Tragically, we are complicit in this carnage. Well, it's war. They started it. They raped and murdered. You know what? It what was it. Uh, no, I won't do that. I had something I was going to add, but I'm not going to add that right now. Joy Reid decided she was going to she was going to uh, call out um, an Israeli official. Because um, what uh, what uh, the Israelis are doing, what the IDF is doing, is they're they're you know getting these rats out of their holes in the ground, these murderous, wretched rats that are Hamas members, and and he's they're surrendering because they're little cowards, and they they love to go rape and murder children, put babies in ovens, and cut live babies out of the woman's wife's the the mother's womb while mother is dying, and kill the baby in front of her. They did all that. They did all that. But Joy Reid, she's really upset because she saw some pictures of these Hamas militants being paraded around in their underwear. That's humiliating. And that it goes against the Geneva Convention. Well, this is why. Let me show you a piece of video. Um, and take a look at it. This is a group of Palestinian men who were marched out of per U.S. media, including CNN, U.N. facilities placed on the ground in their underwear yeah. mm-hmm. and displayed in this way. Who took these pictures, sir? And is this not a violation of the Geneva Conventions to display these no. men in this way? So, so can I say that the reason they've been asked to strip, uh, except for their underwear, is because uh, Hamas, of course, has been one of the pioneers of the use of uh, explosive vests. Oh, yeah. And uh, we've had too much experience with people uh, from Hamas blowing themselves up and in the process killing uh, Israelis around them. And that we would ask people who have surrendered to strip off temporarily. That is a a necessity of of difficult combat with a, a, a terrorist group that has used this tactic repeatedly in the past. Too many Israelis have died from Hamas terrorists who've exploded themselves with with explosive vests. Oh, yeah, there's that. Uh, I would encourage you, uh, Joy, to uh, go over into Gaza and uh, walk up to a uh, young military-aged male. Um, You know, maybe he's got an AK-47 over his shoulder. And just go give him a big hug and see what happens. (laughs) Just go go see what happens if, uh, you know, you give him a big old hug. Oh, I haven't mentioned this. 
I haven't mentioned this um, because this is one of the dumbest things I've seen. Uh, you know, the war on uh, the war on fossil fuels, which is uh, just stupid. I mean, really, really stupid. Uh, just got even. Uh, well, it's not really a word, but stupider. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Well, that's gender confusion. I did not want gender confusion. I wanted the other one, which is this. There we go. There we go. Just plain stupid. Stupid is stupid does miss blue. So two Democrat Washington state representatives uh, uh, pre-filled a bill on December the 5th that would make operating gas-powered lawnmowers or leaf blowers a gross misdemeanor punishable by jail time, a fine, or both. State Representatives Amy Whalen and Liz Berry authored a bill to consider in the state's upcoming legislature that would ban gasoline-powered and diesel-powered landscaping and other outdoor power equipment. I'm going to tell you this right now. There are no tractors that are worth a crap that are electric. There are no riding lawnmowers that are worth a crap that are electric. This, these idiots have no clue what's going on. So professional landscapers, they're saying that all of your stuff has to be replaced with electric, which is crap. They also want all things that are gas, like weed whackers, pressure washers, and snow blowers to be punishable by a fine of not more than $10,000 or by imprisonment in the county jail for up to 364 days or by both for each separate violation. What I would do to protest this is everybody in the state go out and start their lawnmowers Leave them in the front yard, sit in a lawn chair, and wait till it runs out of gas. That's what I would do. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. I've gotten a lot of feedback on the video that I did where I drove to a local. Ford dealership, and I showed all of the uh, the electric Mustangs, which, by the way, are an insult to the Mustang lineage. Kind of like what was it at the '85 Mustang was such a. No, there was there, there been a couple bad Mustangs, <laughs> not, not like the '73 Fastback, you know, or you know '71 Fastback, and you know I'm partial to those. Um, but uh, but uh, uh, there were a lot of people buying these uh, electric cars, and I had this video on Instagram, and I've gotten. Oh, thousand comments and a lot of the uh, you know, younger, whatever. Maybe they're younger. I don't care. Uh, but people who are so pro electric vehicles, they're they're calling. You're a boomer. You're just an old guy. And you don't know anything and all that. And I said, well, no. The first electric car is 130 years old, and they tried it, and it failed. Electric vehicles failed, and I'm not going to go through the the reason why. But here's a story out of Arizona. In case you're doubting it. When the check engine light went on, Lucas Turner knew he had a problem. He has an EV. But it was worse than he thought. Almost cried. The dealership's diagnosis for his 2014 Infiniti was unexpected. They called me and said, oh, I got bad news, Mr. Turner. Um, uh, you need a new hybrid battery, and it's going to cost $18,000 for the battery. Uh-oh. Another 2000 to have it installed. Mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, my jaw dropped. Here's the bill. $20,744.90 for a new hybrid battery. Lucas bought the car about three years ago for $16,000. and just- That's not a good investment if the battery costs $20,000. 
I, I'm not even a you know an accounting major. Just paid it off. I can't make this make sense in my mind. <laughs> How does it cost twenty thousand dollars to just put a battery in a car that's only paid sixteen? When I bought the car, it came with the battery, came with wheels, came with a frame, yeah, came with a body, yeah, yeah, came with glass yeah, and yeah, yeah. everything, came with an engine. But they want twenty just for a battery. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm today. My next video. I'm going back up to the GM dealership that has the four electric Hummers that have been there for two years. The hundred thirty thousand dollar Hummers. Nobody wants them because it costs one hundred thirty thousand dollars, and the battery weighs as much as a Corolla. And you got to charge them. It takes them literally seven days to charge with a one ten outlet. But if you use a two twenty, three and a half days. <laughs> They weigh 9,000 pounds. It's so stupid. It's just too stupid. Like I said, you know, a battery is a box that has metal and acid, and the corrosion creates electricity, which powers the electric motor. You charge, uh, you, you don't charge the battery. You charge it by plugging it in to a power source that has electricity that reverses the osmosis so it becomes metal and acid again. Uh, when you have a hybrid, the gas engine runs when the electric motors are not working, and you charge the electric motors using the negative torque of braking or deceleration when you take your foot off the accelerator. It has nothing to do with the gas engine. That's why hybrids are great. But EVs are commuter cars. That's what they'll always be. They'll never be pickups. They'll never be dump trucks. They'll never be boats. They'll never be fishing boats. They will never be tanks. They will never be anything. They will be your leaf blower and maybe a commuter car and your golf cart. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, make sure to check out the podcast today or any day. Just go to Newsmax.com slash listen, and you can hear it. It should be up in a couple of hours. In the meantime, God bless you, Israel, the United States of America, and until tomorrow, which is Friday, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.